Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna back again. <laughs> and this is episode number 100. Yes, he's back, 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 back again, again, again. Jamie's back, back, back. Donna's going back, back to 1999, evidently. <laughs> At least. Uh, and this is episode number 100. Oh my God, we're back again. <laughs> Brother, sisters, everybody say. <laughs> you done? I think so. Um, <laughs> Spectre 71 podcast, and we haven't done this in a while together, evidently. Uh, for the week of June 27th, 2023. Happy National Orange Blossom Day, Donna. And you're asking me if I'm done, and then you come at me with that dumb stuff? That's my favorite part, I think, of the whole show. Coming up on today's show, I share highlights on my recent trip to Walt Disney World. And in our main segment, we celebrate halfway to the holidays and discuss all of Disney's holiday announcements. This is the Circus 71 podcast. All right, Donna, see if we remember how to do this. I feel like it's been forever since we've recorded together. Andrew said something to me about, I, maybe it was a little about an hour ago I had hiccups. And he's like, you better kick those hiccups in the next hour. And I didn't think anything of it, of like why he was saying that. And then I said something to him. We've been watching this great 30 for 30 about American gladiators of all things. I've wanted to watch that. I keep forgetting to do that. Jamie, it is like, it's fa- it's just fascinating, like the whole thing. So anyway, clearly not what our podcast is about. Total side note. But I said to Andrew, I really can't, wa- can't, can't wait to watch the last chunk of it because it's a two-part thing and we hadn't quite finished it. He goes, uh, you have the podcast tonight. And I was like, son of a... Because <laughs> I'm not like in a routine anymore. <laughs> yeah so nevertheless I, I do have to finish i did see like f- a five minute clip of the american gladiator that is something i want to watch um but i wanted to talk um in our typical i guess housekeeping news segment um a little bit about my recent trip to uh walt disney world um and i think donna had some questions that she wanted to ask uh specifically about it um for our listeners i was uh, early June, um, went to Port Orleans French Quarter, which remind me, Don, I, I want to have a few notes I want to mention about that. Um, and then we took uh, two nights and went to Disney's Vero Beach Resort um, and then finished up at the Boardwalk um, Villas. So all in all, we were there like 10-ish days, I think. And I'm going to go ahead and take responsibility for you going to Vero Beach, just like I'll take responsibility for you <laughs> finally trying Disney Cruise Line last summer and loving it. No, that's fair. Um, So how do we want to do this? You had a few kind of like almost interview questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not talking like, you know, not rapid fire, but I have three different topics that I kind of wanted to make sure that we touched on, if that made sense. Sure. So first thing that I think is important to talk about are new things that you experienced. All of our listeners know you come a lot. I live here. We're at the parks. A lot. That's hilarious, Jamie. You wish you came in that way a lot. I'm going to talk to your wife about that comment, you jerk. (laughs) You come to Walt Disney World a lot. Are you better? I'm fine. Okay. Two-year-old. God in heaven that I deal with. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) Don't talk about Andrew like that. Um... So you come to Walt Disney World a lot. So you, you know, you see different things, but it's important to, to talk about new pieces that you haven't experienced yet. So a couple of things that came to my mind when I was writing this was your experience at Vero, the new mm-hmm. Fantasmic show, and even the Passholder Lounge that you were ripping on that you ended up texting me about. So talk a little bit about those things. Yeah, I never did well with those interview questions. There were like three things I had to talk about at the same time, but... Um... I want to mention Fantasmic. I want to start with that. Um, and this is a show that I, at least, and I, I believe um, you as well, Don, have been pretty critical of um, in the past. I have to say, I think a lot of the changes that they made from the, you know, called pre-COVID Fantasmic to, to, to the current show were really well thought out, really well executed and well done. Um, Specifically in one of the opening scenes, I think it's the Lion King scene where pre COVID it was, it was 
kind of dark on the the mountain or the stage or whatever you want to call it. Um, and in this this updated version, they have a lot more really pretty lights, and I think it's so much more energetic. Um, so I think a lot of those changes that they made um, with the lighting, and they even just backlit in between the water screens. So thoughtful, so easy to do, and I think makes it so, 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 so much better. Um, and we talked about this, you know, I, this may have even been pre-COVID that the um, Pocahontas scene mm-hmm. killed the entire um, show. Getting rid of that and, you know, doing essentially the four mini segments of Aladdin, Mulan, Moana, and, and Frozen, not in that that order um, was so well done, so energetic. And I thought brought such a freshness to the middle of that show and was a really, really great substitution um, and, and positive change. And, and we mentioned this off um, before we started recording, I actually just rewatched that segment, you know, maybe about an hour or so ago. I can't pick which one I like best. Like, I think the Frozen show yourself scene, amazing choice. I think I'm a little bit more partial to the Moana scene. Um, but all in all, those those four scenes are so much better than um, the uh, the original Pocahontas, which just seemed to take you know 47 years to get. There. <laughs> um, I thought the pro- the um, laser projections they did was so simple. So well done with the um, uh, like the Beauty and the Beast barge, um, Snow White, and oh, who's the third one, Donna? Um, Ariel. Ariel, right, right, right. Just having like a logo or something up on on the mountain, simple, easy to do, but it looks so good. Um, so we also did the um, fantastic dining package at Sci Fi, and. I have to say, I I think the show is good now. Great, maybe, depending on your emotion. But I wouldn't recommend to any of my guests, and, and you know, certainly I, I think I'll speak for you here, I would lean towards getting a dining package because I think if you wait that 60 to 90 minutes to get into the regular show, I think it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment because you have that higher expectation I highly recommend going with the dining plan or package um, and just get a reserved seat. Well, the dining package serves you in two ways. First of all, it's um, saves that the, the seat for you up. The fine print says you still have to be there 25 minutes before the showtime. In practice, I saw them still filing people in about 10 minutes before showtime yeah. um, in the one section. So, I mean, again, you have to go by what they say. Um, and it's also center seating. So you're yes. not going to be far off to either side, which if you're on the, if you're, as you're looking at the stage, if you're on the far left side, that is an absolute unmitigated disaster nightmare getting out of. That's where yeah. Anthony and I were the night that I first took him, um, the night that Andrew was sick and Anthony and I went to the DVC event just by ourselves. Mm. It was, it, it was a it was awful getting out of there. It took forever. And like I had Anthony on my shoulders because I was worried about his safety because people are idiots. Um, so 50 pounds of Anthony on your shoulders after a while gets to be super fun. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know if they could do it. Um, there needs to be another blow off area to, to, to get out, which so we took the route um, that, uh, that routes you around the back, backside yes. backside of water, the backside of beauty and the beast. But it doesn't dump you at the front of the park anymore. They put us on sunset. Correct. They did the same. So it's interesting. We had a we had a wild situation, Jamie, as I think you know. We had done the dining plan this this past Monday as we sit here recording on package. the 25th. It, dining package, excuse me. God, my brain. Uh, for Fantasmic this past Monday. Um, and we were, we our plan was all along. Anthony really wanted to sit in the front row. So we said, all right, dude, we can do that. But we have to get to the show like an hour beforehand. And we, we brought like little stadium seat pads with us. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we had the whole thing. I downloaded shows on Disney Plus for him to be able to watch while we were waiting. Like we had the whole thing beautifully planned. We were probably sitting for about 20 minutes and we just saw the start class rolling in and we're like oh mm. son of a you know what like 
there was a very little percent chance of rain, but it's Florida, like crap happens. Um, and then they made the announcement, you know, due to safety, we need to clear the stadium. So we cleared the stadium and we were told we had four days to um, use the tickets from Monday night. As it turns out, not so funny story. Guest relations does not back them up. Guest relations says you must use it that day or you can go to them and get a vouch or a gift card for $10 per person by turning in your dining voucher. Uh, but in practice, when we went back to the stadium on Thursday night, because the cast members had told us again, you had four days to use them. They let us right in like no issue that clearly is their, their standard operating procedure. So they let us in and we did the same thing. We got there at like eight Oh five for the nine, uh, nine 15 show. We were in the very first row. We sat in our little pads, da, 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 like, the whole nine yards um and the whole experience jamie from from beginning to end it was top notch the show is so much better than it used to be this used to be a show i really did not care for um and being right there we were probably a hundred feet from where moana was standing in the water when yeah. the flames came up it was hot it wasn't like ooh, it was like holy cow uh yeah. we got the mist from from i mean it was just such a neat experience and anthony's at such a great age that i'm really really glad we did that and it was something that i just sort of would mention to folks and now that we've done it recently it's something i'm actually going to suggest to them and uh... I'm glad you said the, the Moana segment because there was something that, that I wanted to mention. I think it's so cool, so smart, and, and I'm glad that it got past, like, legal, um, that they actually let the Moana performer or Moana jump in the water. Yeah. Like, that. that is such a cool um, – in character thing that when I and I, I knew she did that because I watched watched the video you know when they first redebuted um, and I was like oh man that's really cool that they do that um, and then she you know interacts and plays around with the water and actually touches it um, which really nobody else in the show does that um, so I, I thought that was a really smart and and uh, touch that I. Um, really liked so i would say phantasmic you know to kind of wrap this up this part of the discussion good could be great i think with when paired with the dining package not you know i i don't know if it's good enough to do that 60 to 90 minute wait though i mean again it depends what you're looking for we did the dining package and did the 65 minute wait because our kid really wanted to be in the front row. If we would have gotten mm. there 30 minutes before we would have had, I don't know, we would have been 10, 12 rows up maybe. So it's still right. not bad seats, but when, oh, no. you know, so whatever. All right. We're Jane, we're almost 12 minutes in and we've only talked about Fantasmic. And I still want you to talk about the pass holder lounge and Vero just in bullet point one. Okay. Um, Vero beach. Uh, we enjoyed, I, I, as I said, we stayed there two nights. I don't think... Disney has a property in Vero Beach. <laughs> yes. Um, I, which, you know, driving-wise, it took me about an hour 45. It wasn't quite two. You know, it was longer than that, 90 minutes um, to get there. Not a bad drive. Um, I thought two nights was fine. Um, they do the, the really cool um, water slide races, which... My son Aiden won his his division, which was awesome. Um, Jamie did not win the men's division, in case you were wondering. I did not. I was probably about half a second out, which, I mean, how they time it, like, it was pretty significant. I think I finished probably sixth or seventh. Um, Aiden's division only had six. So <laughs> it may be a more adult thing. I don't know. But there's a lot of really cool activities. We played mini golf multiple times. Um, Aiden and Peyton really enjoyed the splash area, a little bit smaller, almost like a little bit of an afterthought, you could say. Um, but still well done. It's, it's themed to, um, you know, Peter Pan and, and Tinkerbell and, you know, you have a captain ship. So it, it's good enough. It serves a purpose. Um, we did the campfire, got eaten a little bit by the, uh, the, what are the, no seams. No yeah. Um, ocean view. Really, really pretty. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the food at uh, Wind and Waves, which has a quick service section and a table service, we did both. Um, 
you know, some we did one dinner at Wind and Waves, and then like quick service at the the um the quick service, or I'm sorry, lunch or and or breakfast at the quick service. Uh, I thought the their food was quick service good. location rivals Walt Disney World's best quick service location. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think it's really really good. I wanted to do dinner there one night because they had like some baked ziti that I really want to try, but. Um, we ended up doing the uh, the table service, um, which was good. I think I had a salmon, maybe. That it was good. I was surprised because I I hadn't heard the best things about it. But um, yeah, it, it was good. The resort is beautiful. Um, the inside lobby, and this this point I wanted to mention, Donna, that I told you before, is what I would like. It, it's a little bit too similar to Old Key West for this to work i think but it's almost what i think beach club should look like it's very airy very beach e you know beach resort you can tell it's a beach resort um you know the the soft pastel colors and the the outline of the um turtle mosaic in the center very very pretty um you know the light wood colors i think all looks really really pretty and it is just also, it smells really good. I don't know what scent they pump in there, but every time I walked into that lobby, I knew. <laughs> and no allergic reaction this time. No. I, I <laughs> still don't know what that was. But No, um, we yeah. love Vera Beach. I agree. Unless you're going to, to venture off resort, um, two days, two nights is enough for us as well. Um, but it's just such a, a change of pace and the Disney touches are there. The yep. Disney level of service is there. The one thing, and Jamie, you correct me if I'm wrong, because you've obviously been there much more recently now than we have. Have they brought back the, I didn't think they had the character breakfast that they did once a week. I didn't see any postings about it. Okay. Cause they used to have, um, cause we went a couple years in a row around Christmas time and we saw the characters wearing different Christmas outfits than they wear at Walt Disney World. Oh, cool. So it was it was neat, but it was only two characters, if I remember correctly, Donald and Goofy, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything, so I, I don't want to say yes or no, but it, it was nothing that I saw. Okay, yeah, it used to be in the Sea Grape Room, which would have been right near the Wind and Waves table service. Oh, like across the hall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think they had that room opened. Like I didn't. Interesting. Right by the bathrooms there. Yeah, yeah. That 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 oh. could be like where they would do like wedding receptions and things like that. Oh uh, yeah, I that I just assumed that was a wall. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> notice. <laughs> okay. Well, in any case, that's something that I would like to see them bring back because that does bring another level of Disney right. to the resort. Yeah. No, but uh, worthwhile for sure. Passholder Lounge. Um. Surprisingly nice. Um, now I've heard since I've been there, they actually dialed back the snacks a little bit. Um, we only um, had the M&Ms. We didn't have the mixed nuts or whatever that had been offered before. Right. I didn't get them because I think they had peanuts in them. Makes Um, sense. So, yeah, we had the M&Ms, but I I can't remember. I just read this. Um, I forget what they, they changed it to, but it kind of dialed back a little bit. Um, really thoughtful cell phone charger thing um, that I used uh, where you can lock up your phone and, and, and let it charge. Um, obviously, I have to be an AP. Um, oh, we never got that picture. I wanted to get the picture in front of the mural. Um, it, it, it was more thoughtful than I thought um, it would be, um, especially at busier times. Like one time we were there and it was, it was almost filled in that area and it was certainly out by um sunshine seasons really really busy as well um but yeah it was a nice little space Peyton and Aiden really kind of enjoyed like oh I want to sit with figment or I want to go see (laughs) Minnie um so like the tabletops were had their own wraps I guess you could say yeah um so it, it was more thoughtful than I would have expected and I wouldn't I I think lounge was a bit too grand. I think if they had said like a dedicated annual pass holder area, I think that sets expectations a little bit better. Cause when I hear lounge, like I think the DVC lounge where it's, it's a p- private space. Um, and, and you know, this 
is that to a very, very minimal extent, but way nicer than I originally thought. All right, fair. Um, so any new dining experiences on this trip? We did. We did uh, Roundup. I always want to say Woody's. Um, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue at Hollywood Studios. Theming adorable. Like off mm-hmm. the charts, super cool, like 90s Disney theming. Um, really, really enjoyed that. Um, sides, outstanding. Um, I really love the salmon there. Which, which, yes, you know, you have to do upon request. That is outstanding. Um, and I, I the meats, and, and I think were better than we had read. I, I think some people were a little unfairly critical on, on the meats from from reviews that we had read. Um, we didn't really care for the meats either. The sausage was okay. Everything else was. Yeah. We really enjoyed the the sausage. Um, I thought the ribs were. I'll tell you what. I thought the I thought the meats were better at Roundup Rodeo than they were at Whispering Canyon when we went. The last time that the three of the four of us went to Whispering Canyon was bad. Yeah, that was real super disappointing. Um, so I, I, I we enjoyed it. I'd go back certainly for the the ambiance and the food the um, atmosphere. Um, we did have to wait a little bit, so I don't know if they're still going through like opening you know month or so growing pains um but that was a little bit interesting because they had people checking in but we were able to do it in the app it it was just it was it was a little bit convoluted um because they don't let you there's you know the waiting areas outside you're not you're not going in um so i thought that was that was interesting as well but yeah two thumbs up would go back absolutely um okay also did Citricos as a new ah. new restaurant. Um, food was outstanding. I, I mean, yeah, could, should be in conversation for, in my opinion, best food on property. Uh, minus like a Victorian Albert, so it's not being ridiculous. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it was a new signature that we wanted to do. I thought the uh subtle mary poppins touches like the the restaurant i had i that was our first time so i never saw it you know pre-reno um but it was very pretty a lot a lot of like purples and things like that um one small um disappointment and and i'm not going to fault the restaurant itself but they actually um uh, i don't want to say blacked out but they had like a a, an opaque opaque is when you can't look through yeah Mm -hmm. uh covering on all the um windows so you couldn't see out into the marina because they're doing the refurbishment which i don't know i wouldn't have cared it wouldn't have bothered me in the least but um so that was like i said small but that's super nitpicky i'm not gonna blame the restaurant for that that's i hated those chairs really no i think they were so clunky i get that to a certain we had a um Almost like a like a, a lounge. It's not even a booth, but like one of those elongated type of sure things. Um, and then two two regular, you know, like you said, the the bigger chairs. Um, I don't know. I thought it was cute. I kind of enjoyed. I I sat on the the regular chair, so I don't know. I can't really speak to comfort. Um, on the other side, but beautiful service server was fantastic. Was that from uh, Italy? As a matter of fact. Hmm. So, um, all right. So, so far you've given some good stuff. What about any not so new dining experiences that were disappointing? I know you were texting us about one. Tudo. Mm -hmm. Is that where you're going? Yeah. Tudo Italia was interesting. Um, we've had really good experiences and really good food there before. Um, we were really thrown off and we don't get thrown off by a ton. But they walked us into Tuto Gusto, which is the wine cellar um, that has a not even a walkway, but it's like an open door to the waiting room of Tuto Italia. And they sat us in there, which we were looking around, you know, trying to figure out, like, isn't this just a wine place you're supposed to go? So I didn't realize that w- whether that was in like an overflow thing, because um, our reservation was at 530. So okay. I, I don't know if you know they'd filled all the tables. We went to the bathroom, which you have to go into the main restaurant to go to. 
At least I'm assuming because <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't look down the other hallway now that I think about it. Um, so that threw us off a little bit. Food was not as good as we remember. Um, I still had a big, I, I got the chicken parm and they give you the plate sized chicken, but the, the side of pasta was like really, really small, like borderline kid size. Um, so I, we were a little disappointed in that because we had such good experiences with um, that before. That's you hadn't mentioned the portion size thing. I was I was talking about how you like literally were begging for water, which makes me nuts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Val a couple times had to try and track somebody down. To it was super super hot that day. Too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, on a super hot June day, the last thing you want to do is have to ask more more than once for water. Yeah. So I don't know. It was. It was okay, is I think the best that I could put it. Like, a little bit disappointing, because, um, you know, like I said, the last few times we went there, the food was really, really good. But maybe it's just an off night. I, I would yeah. never say, I, or I shouldn't, I won't currently say don't go there. I, I would certainly want to give it another shot at some point. All right, that's fair. Um, last bullet point I had, and we've got about five minutes to do this, James. Review of the hotels, if you want to talk through, I mean, you talked through Vero a little bit. Um, you've stayed at Boardwalk before, so maybe just focus in on French Quarter, your yeah. pools, activities, quick service, things like that. Absolutely. I walked, and, and I'd walked through this, this place before, um, French Quarter, again, like beignets, like, so I've been in the lobby before. Um, we had last time we stayed at Riverside, we let Aiden, you know, drove over and, you know, they played on the playground and we walked to, you know, just to see the pool a little bit. Cause we knew we were staying there this year. We were at Riverside last June. Um, it is so stunningly beautiful. I kept saying to myself, this place is amazing. And it didn't have, and I'm, I'm using this as a positive. It didn't have a, I'm at a hotel feel to me. Like it, it felt, and I, I can't figure out why, but it, it really felt like I was transported to some little town or, or a, you know, a tiny little city. Um, and I think it may have been because of how they structured the, the quick service restaurant and like the arcade, like that building after you walk through the, um, uh, you know, the main lobby area. So I thought that was amazing. Like it is just a beautiful, beautiful resort. Um, we walked into the room. Um, I thought it was really spacious, um, especially from, from a DVC perspective where they're in villas and most of them are of, of bigger size. Um, so I thought it was laid out really well. Um, and we were able to, you know, find spaces for the luggage and, and things like that. Um, Splash Pad is amazing. I, I honest to God, I, I would put it up there with any deluxe resort that has a Splash Pad. Um, and we need to do that at some point, Donna. That needs to be in our next top five series. I have to tell you, Jamie, when we stayed just the one night that we did at the Boardwalk Inn, I was really surprised and pretty disappointed that there was no Splash Pad. They had a dry, small playground near the pool yeah, but it literally style. is one really fun, but one slide, and that's it. We didn't even spend three hours at the pool. We were probably at the pool for like two, two hours and fifteen. And they're like, we can spend a good chunk of time at a pool that has a slide and a and a splash pad. Yeah, I, no, I will. You know, the the boardwalk slide. You know, the keister coasters. It's is almost unrivaled. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, that is a missing thing at the boardwalk, um, in addition to a quick service in the building, but you know, I digress. Um, but it, it really speaks to how amazing at a moderate resort that that splash pad is, um, because there is one at Caribbean beach, um, which looked pretty cool. We've never actually been in it. Um, but there's no other moderate that has that. Correct. Um, and the, the sea serpent slide. Um, it's, it's, it's a moderate slide. It's, it's not a keister coaster. Um, yeah, but I Jamie, think... from a parenting perspective, you can literally still chill in the pool, 
watch your kid walk up the the serpent slide stairs and see them come down two minutes later keister coaster that sucker gets a good line and you're like oh like i have to get out i have to watch them or i have to with them um you know it's a total fair point and one other thing that i thought of about that um pool which it actually has a cool name it just escapes me right now is that good for the size of the hotel that pool is pretty big Oh, yeah, it just kept going. And Anthony was so funny because our visit to the French Quarter pool was about a week before, not even a week before, <coughs> excuse me, our visit to the boardwalk pool. And he was like, Mama, why doesn't it keep going? Or where's the other part? And I was like, no, bud, this is it. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty amazing. I think it's, I don't want to say sectioned off, but it, it's, it's not like, you know, a big circle, big rectangle or, you know, some type of shape like that. But it is for a moderate resort for a smaller moderate resort at that pretty amazing pool. Um, and I know we're running short on time. So uh, the quick service um, it was good. I mean, we had, we didn't eat dinner there. I don't even think we had a lunch, but breakfast with, you know, croissant sandwich was similar to things that we've gotten at um, the Mara over at AKL that, that we really enjoy. Um, so no uh, slight issue in that, um, Val ended up a couple of days after we were there wanting to get one of the refillable mugs for herself, and they ran out of the 100s, which she wanted wanted the other one. So, like, a day later, I went back, and I'm like, because she said they were back in stock, and I said, can I exchange this? And, like, super sweet woman, um, you know, she couldn't leave the register, obviously, but worked and tried to find a coordinator. Like, I left her a cast compliment because she was so helpful, so sweet. And she's like, I just want to help you. And um, eventually she's like, I'm just going to do this. So um, yeah, so we did get the, the Hunter mug that we wanted. But, um, yeah, no complaints. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I would recommend anybody and everybody should stay there. No, it's it's a very pretty resort. It's always been my favorite moderate. I will say now that I had the opportunity to tour the refurbished rooms at Caribbean Beach and see what's coming there, I will be a little bit more torn. But the price point difference is growing now that that refurbishment's rolling through um, through Caribbean Beach. So if you want a truly moderately priced resort, it's French Quarter all the way. No, I agree. So. Good discussion. Anything else, Donna, or should we uh, pause? Um, I think that looks pretty good, and then we will be back for our discussion about all the holiday announcements. Okay, sounds good. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Um, Donna, usually something that we don't do, you know, basically take a entire main segment and, and make it about news, but, man, there was a lot of announcements that came out last week. I have to say, Jamie, I was cracking up a little bit because we've said for years now that whenever I travel, Disney drops news. Well, you did it this time. Oh, yeah. I I mean, that is funny. Um, Yeah, it was the the halfway to the holidays um, announcement, which we kind of figured would happen you know, around this time frame anyways, um, because they did halfway to Halloween, I guess, last month around. Fair. So we did, excuse me, figure something like this was coming. Um, I did try and organize the the stories a little bit that we're going to go over with some things that are returning, not not major, major news. And then we have um, the big one. uh, I think towards the uh, towards the end. So um, should we jump in with Things that are returning. Let's really quickly also say that there was more information that dropped. We are only covering Walt Disney World news. Correct. Yeah, that's that's a good point. All right. So, Jamie, you're up, Buttercup. Um, first off, in it, oops, can't say that because we didn't go over that yet. Um, several holiday offerings are returning to Walt Disney World in 2023 um, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, guests will be able to enjoy the Merry Menagerie, um, which are the artisan sculpted puppets um, of wintry animals, um, you know, polar bear kind of looking things. Um, and I also have to say, Donna, we've talked about this 
the past. I'm assuming the uh, lanterns around Discovery Trading, um, the gift shop, are, are probably going to return. That's a very pretty area, and I have to say that I think Animal Kingdom does a really nice job, and people love these puppets. It is absolutely beautiful around Christmas time there. They have so many really, really nice touches, and I think some of them are so understated that you have to look to find them, but super elegant and very well done. Yeah. Um, also returning, moving over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror building will be lit up with the holiday projection show, assuming it's the same um, kind of multiple segments that they've done. Um, although they didn't, at least from anything that I've read, Donna, actually said anything about Sunset Season's greetings. They just kind of said the holiday projection show. Oh, gosh. Um, I didn't even pay attention to that piece, but that is so wildly popular and easy for them to do at this point. I can't see it being something different. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that well uh, as well. Um, sticking in Disney's Hollywood Studios, Woody, Jesse, and Buzz will sport um, holiday accessories in Toy Story Land, um, as has been in previous years. Um, Disney Springs will have returning to Disney Springs will be the Christmas tree stroll, um, which is something we've never gotten to do. And I've always wanted to. I will say we did it a couple of years when they were sort of clustered together is the best word that I could use with the Santa meet and greet sort of at the end of it. Okay. But once they've now spread them around Springs, we've never taken the time to look or look and find each one personally. Gotcha. Um, and then Santa Claus will also be making appearances at all four Walt Disney World theme parks, Disney Springs, and a Disney water park where he'll be dressed in tropical holiday beach wear. And Donna, was would Blizzard Beach have been open last year at this time? This is where he was, wasn't it? So I don't, I don't want to speak to something that I'm not sure of. I think we have done a pretty good job of that over the years of not putting our feet in our mouths unless we, you know, really thought we were right. So I don't want to speak to that, but I will jump in and say when Anthony was only, gosh, eight, nine months old, they did a Christmas in July event at Disney Springs with Santa dressed up with his summer garb on. And they are some of my favorite pictures with Santa because they're so different. It's not the traditional, you know, Santa Claus outfit. And I will tell you if they are doing that at, at blizzard or typhoon or wherever it is this christmas season we'll go over just to do that because those pictures were so fun from when anthony was little yeah uh, i was right last year tropical santa did meet at um disney's blizzard beach water park um but no announcement as to whether that will be reopening um or not so that is it for i want to say the more minor things that are returning fair so why don't you go ahead and take our next story, Donna? So to so the surprise of no one with a pulse, <laughs> Mickey's Merry Merry Christmas Party is returning this year to the Magic Kingdom on, count them, 25 <laughs> select nights, November 9th through December 22nd. We all know this is a separately ticketed event. Uh, favorites like Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks, and Jamie and my favorite, Mickey Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, have all been confirmed. Um, they're also, they've also confirmed that Tron Light Cycle Run will use a virtual queue during the event, which is pretty clever, I think. Um, so tickets, of course, are going to be limited and will sell out, just like they have been every year in the past. So starting July 6th, guests at select Walt Disney World Resorts, Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, and Shades of Green can begin purchasing tickets um, as early as June 29th. So um, by the time this is this has hit you, it's just a couple days days out. If you're staying on property with Jamie and I, just let us know. We can grab them for you. And prices will range from a whopping $159 to $199 per person. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the new piece that's coming to the party, Jim? Or are we talking about that? Or would you like to talk about it later? What do you want to do with that piece? The show? Yes, sir. Okay, I had that in a separate article. That's why I was asking you. Okay, okay. so I will keep uh, my yap shut. Um, but it does sound like one of my favorite things, the Cinderella Castle Dreamlights, are not expected to return, which makes me want to cry. 
yeah, they're they're dead and gone and and buried. I, you know, I, I th- I know people like the physical lights, and this goes a little bit into the what we're going to talk about in, in just a second. But man, it just seems so simple. Like, why can't we project? Like, if you can't put the physical lights on, why can't you use the projectors to make it look like there's lights on? Yeah, it doesn't seem like a rocket science. So I, I just that. I just don't understand. Um, I, I do want to say that I think the Tron virtual queue, and, and we know that um, that's being used for um, uh, not so scary as well. Mm-hmm. That's such a smart thing to do. So, so smart. Like, I wish they, I think they actually should expand that into like some of the character meet and greets, even like a hundred million percent. That's just crazy. Um, and I know we're talking about the holidays, but did, real quick, did you happen to see the um, what's coming to the not uh, the Booty You Parade this year? No. Um, the Mini Clarabelle, and I forget the third. Oh, Daisy. At, Daisy dressed as the Sanderson sister. As soon as you said Minnie and Clarabelle, I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah, we could, met them last year. One was. We um, met them last year on the Disney Wish. It was so fun. Right, and I think they met out in DCA for like Oogie Boogie, but I don't think they were at World. I would agree with that. I think. Um, so I thought but that no, was super cool. We met them on on the Disney Wish uh, October of last year when we did um, that Halloween sailing, and they were spectacular. So fun to yeah. see. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, no surprise here. I, I still find value in the parties. I know when you're getting up, is that one ninety nine? Um, you know, on select dates and nights and things like that. Certainly, you know, not a cheap endeavor, but uh, I just, I love the parties. I think they're fantastic. Well, we're going to be taking the kid this year to a Christmas party because I made the mistake last year when Andrew took Anthony to the Halloween party when I was on the Prima of saying, all right, bud, this year you did Halloween. Next year we'll do the Christmas party. And if I tell you he's asked 20 times, between then and now, hey, when are we going to the Christmas party? Mama, you said we go to the very Merry Christmas party. Are you going to get the tickets? I'm like, mm, I hate that you remember. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think they keep it at 25 select nights like next year and, and moving forward for like a subtle nod to 25 days of Christmas? Um, I mean, it's possible, but the it's more they sell them. too much into it, right? I just thought that was funny. Yeah. More ironic, but... Um, Donna was referring to, um, in new entertainment, the Frozen Holiday Surprise, um, featuring a new Cinderella Castle holiday projections um, coming to Magic Kingdom um, for um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And I'm assuming they'll also do it during that week after the party ends. I'm assuming they'll also do that show um, for the uh, the regular day guests as well, um, yeah. So as we said, Dreamlight's not coming back, um, but a brand new Frozen inspired entertainment experience that will illuminate the castle in a whole new way. Um, oh, I take this back, Donna. Uh, Disney announced it's it's going to be during regular park hours and during Very Merry, so it looks like even before. Um, that last well, they, they did that with the dream lights, they would light them during yeah. regular park hours and again during the party. So, that is a, a you know, well yeah. done piece on their part, yeah. And, and I think that that's cool. Um, and interestingly enough, at least in the concept art that was released by Disney, definitely seems to lean a little bit more into Frozen 2, um, based on how Anna and Elsa um, are dressed. Uh, I I almost wish they went a little bit more into. Um, I love the uh, like it's like a twelve minutes. So I don't know if it's considered a short, but uh, Olaf's holiday wish that they do at, so at the cute. Uh, uh, the Frozen sing along show at Hollywood Studios. I that is my favorite. I think sit down theater show experience when they have that that holiday overlay in that show. All right, fair enough. So go ahead. That's it. Oh, we don't have any clever kicks tonight. Um, well, no, since you already jumped ahead, and our next story is about Tron using a virtual queue. 
So yeah, guys, Tron's going to be using a virtual <laughs> queue. Um, the ability to join the virtual queue is going to be available at 6 p.m., which I think is kind of interesting because the party itself technically does not start until 7 p.m. Is that right, Jamie? Correct, yes. So 6 p.m. Um, will be for guests attending Mickey's Not Scary Halloween party um, and or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party, and they need to use the app to, yes? Yeah, I just wanted to clarify the opportunity to join the queue will be at six. I don't think they'll let people, they may not let people in before that. Well, you get in at 4 PM with your party ticket. No, no, I'm sorry to ride the ride. Oh yeah. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I I just wanted to make sure that I was reading that correctly, that it at six, you can, is when the, the queue opens up or whatever, but I don't think they'll allow people in the ride before that. Who knows, Jamie, if they've gotten through the queue earlier in the day, they might. Maybe. You'd have to see. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, um, go ahead. So, yeah, you essentially, the reason that I brought up the six o'clock piece is you would definitely have to plan, if Tron was on your list of things to do, to be inside Magic Kingdom Park Gate by Park Gates by 6 p.m. Right. Because um, there's not even no standby. It's all virtual queue for Tron. Correct. Which I like we said earlier, I'm a I'm a fan. I think that's that's a it's very, experience. very well done. It stops people from having to choose am I going to, you know, do three other things or am I going to do Tron? And I will also say, and I've said this before on the show, unless things have drastically changed, that is a long return line. You know, you can go there and it can still take an hour to get through everything after your group's been called. Right. Yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see how it works with not so scary and then if they do any uh tweaks or modifications moving forward to uh very merry and it'll be 48 inches by then so i think we're we're all gonna find out for you (laughs) oh cool that's awesome jamie he's real close he's like dying to do incredicoaster next month so today he put on his shoes walked up to me mama mama can you can you see how tall I am? I was like, all right, bud, feet together, stand all the way up. And of course, he's like, gone from toes. I was like, no, 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 like your feet have to be on the ground, but stand really tall. Like, Jamie, he's real close to forty eight. T minus three weeks, three three and a half weeks. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with walking around Anaheim in snow boots <laughs> or cowboy boots, right? Yeah, cowboy boots. There you go. That's funny. Um, so let's move over to Epcot, Donna, with one of our favorite offerings of the holidays candlelight processional um will be returning and dates have been announced for the epcot international festival of the holidays um it'll run from november 24th which i'm gonna assume is right around thanksgiving or right around right just after as i look at my calendar always is Okay, so the 24th is Black Friday, um, the day after Thanksgiving through December 30th, which, interestingly enough, is even longer than um, the Very Merry Party runs for. Um, Other returning traditions include storytellers, musical acts, and performers, (laughs) and, of course, the holiday um, kitchens. I thought you said the holiday cookie stroll. I was going to pee myself laughing that that was your highlight thing to discuss. We did do that. We I know that. you did. Hashtag social fatties. <laughs> that and um, uh, I was so glad they changed um, from like Chippendales, like Christmas wreaths, that scavenger hunt, to um, the Olaf's traditions was was a lot better, in my opinion. And we know how you feel about your scavenger hunts, Jamie. Ugh, Spike the Beast sucks. <laughs> so so terrible. For some reason, I thought they had announced um, the uh, uh, narrators for um, festival or for uh, candlelight, but I don't see that article. Maybe they didn't announce that yet. They don't usually, and then even when they do start announcing, it's like the couple people that we all know we're going to see listed: Neil Patrick Harris, Whoopi Goldberg, people like that, and then they'll fill in the others, you know, closer to. I'll t- um. Uh, uh... I, I want to say Barba because that's what I know him from from SVU. Uh, Raul <laughs> Esparza, we saw last year because you know we were big SVU fans. He was phenomenal, one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was he was really good. So, um, moving over to Hollywood Studios, Donna, for a 
Oops, this probably should went out of order. Did I miss one? I did. I, I don't have uh, the correct article up. But go ahead. You're going to take this one anyways. Well, while you're figuring out your life, uh, I will add that we saw um, Jody Benson last year, Ariel, as an narrator, and she was really fun to watch. And she was so cool because obviously having the voice that she had, she was stepping back from the microphone and you could see her like wide mouth singing all the carols. So it was really cool. Esparza did that as well. And he told a really cool story um, that his, I think, mom brought him to Candlelight like when he was a oh, really cool. young boy. And, and like as he was telling the story, you could hear like his his voice was cracking, and he had like you know, started to tear up. Like it was really really cool. Like he was outstanding. So, um, all right, Donna. So in my opinion, the biggest news of the holidays, and we did hear some rumblings about this right before the announcement was made. So I'm really pumped to talk about this. Um, Disney's Jollywood Nights, which. I mean, Disney comes up with some ridiculous names. Jollywood Nights is perfect. I love it. It fits so well for that park. It's just a fun name. I'm such a dork. But Disney's Jollywood Nights coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Oh, Jamie, you stop it. I, I, I'm stunned because I have to be honest, I hate the name. I love it. It's absolutely. I, instead of Hollywood Nights, be, Jollywood, come on. It reminds me of like a Bollywood. Like they're going to have belly dancers walking down sunset boulevard like so does hollywood remind you of bollywood or dollywood or whatever he would like come on don't be a grinch go to universal i I think if i would have liked jolly hollywood i think would have been a little better or something with jolly holly having both in there i just like i feel like disney jollywood nights is is difficult to say i i don't know but go ahead It's, it's honest to god my smallest complaint. I, I I could see the Holly, like Holly being maybe like Disney's Holly Jollywood Nights or Holly Jolly Nights. Yeah, or Jolly but Hollywood, I, I think is fine. I, I thought Jollywood was, was clever, so don't be a curmudgeon. Um, in any case... Gripe, I swear. <laughs> this is going to be Hollywood Studios' hard-ticketed Christmas event. So this has been... Rumors, rumblings, whatever you want to say, for a good while. This will be significantly fewer nights. Jamie, help me. I'm not there yet. Is it? Isn't it eight? It's very few. Um, I'm scrolling. I'm not getting there quick enough. I don't think it was that few. I thought it went into double digits, but I think like ten or. Hold 11. on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Ten nights. Yeah, I um, but it was double digits. Yeah. So the 11th, 18th, 20th, 27th, and 29th of November, and the 4th, 6th, 16th, 18th, and 20th of December, ticket pricing starts right where, and we'll talk a lot about other pieces too, but since I'm happy to be here on the article, ticket prices start at 159 should sound familiar, but caps at 179 as opposed to 199 per person. Um, Tickets go on sale the same day, June 29th for guests staying on property, July 6th to everybody else. This sucker is going to sell out ridiculously quickly. Mark my words on that for this this new cool event. Um, And it is, I'm not sure if I said this, Jamie, so you can yell at me if I'm repeating myself, but it does not double up, double dip, repeat nights with the very Merry Christmas party. So if you want it to blow $300 a person for... $350 350 a person on specially ticketed events, you could feasibly do both in the same week. Yeah. Um, which I, I like that. I, I would, I think it would have been, and we talked about this before this was really announced. Um, I think if you have a hard ticket event at both studios and magic kingdom on the same night, I mean, you're basically forcing the world to Epcot. Correct. Animal kingdom's not open late. Oops. Sorry. Um, um, got a weird text. Um, that threw me off a little bit. Um, so, I mean, you're you're blocking everybody out to basically go to Epcot, which is just not a great idea. Um, so I like that people have the opportunity to do both. I think that's that's a cool um, option. I'm all for this. I, I I know some people say, oh, you know. Disney trying the money grab or whatever. 
I think this is a fantastic idea. I love Hollywood Studios as um, during the Christmas season. I think it's it's. I, I like it. I enjoy it more than Magic Kingdom. I have to be honest. This is our favorite park at Christmas time. I've it's said beautiful. time and time again on our on our show. We pack dinner and we do rides and we sit and we eat at those tables right outside of the Fast Pass entrance to um, the Sing Along right near Echo Lake. We sit there and we just watch the sun go down. We watch the trees tree light up. It's just beautiful. A couple of important notes that I want to make sure Jamie and I highlight with this because there are some huge differences. This event does not start until 830 at night. So this is going to allow the park to stay open significantly later than Magic Kingdom ushering people out, you know, at six o'clock for the seven o'clock start. They might usher people out at 730 for the 830 start here. So that makes a difference. And um, I believe Fantasmic, uh, they said, will still play for regular day guests. Right. So that's crowd level wise makes a difference. And it also makes a difference for the guests who aren't attending the party. You know, it, though, that, those are days that a lot of times folks who, especially folks with base tickets, avoid Magic Kingdom because they don't want to be kicked out at seven o'clock before the evening entertainment. So that won't be the case with Hollywood Studios, shorter events. Um uh, some highlights that, that they're talking about are going to be that Commissary Lane is going to be a lively Latin street fair. Um, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy are going to host a live Holly special at the Theater of the Stars, which I'm going to die. It's going to be so freaking cute. Um, Hyperion Theater will host a sing-along. Um, there's going to be a... I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to... Did you hear what the sing-along is going to be? No. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Oh... I jumped ahead two stories. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about that, but that's just because I'm not the biggest Nightmare Before Christmas fan. Um, what else? Jazz Lounge at the Hollywood Brown Derby and other worldly soiree at the Hollywood Tower Hotel Courtyard. Um, posing with holiday-themed magic shots, new PhotoPass experiences, meeting Mickey, Minnie, and the rest of the iconic gang in Animation Courtyard with holiday props. Um, favorite throwbacks like Powerline Max, Phineas and Ferb, um, Edna Mode. Um, it's just, it's going to be cool. And then my absolute favorite part, Jamie, can I say it? Jingle Bell. Heck, I see I, I didn't make you moomy. Heck, That's good. yes. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam returning. Now, I will say, while I love this for this event... It also pisses me off because I really think that this should be back for everyone for the Christmas season, not just for people paying for this party ticket. And I do not believe for a second that they needed to include Jingle Ball, Jingle Bam in order to sell this ticket. It would have sold like a hotcake anyway. Um, I think my only counterpoint to that would be how do they do it for free guests and then not have something like that for people paying for the park? Or you were saying do both? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm very clear. Like if they just brought that back for the holiday season and that was also included, or hell, oh, sorry, Moo Jamie, add a special ending, add an extended ending or something to make it a little bit more for the guests paying for the ticket. But doing that firework show, which is, hands down my favorite it's one of the best yeah firework show it really sucks so guess what we're gonna do because i'm a total brat once we find out what time they are we're gonna drive over to hollywood studios and we're gonna stand in the entranceway of the courtyard and we're gonna watch them and then we're gonna get back in our car and go home hmm. we did it before for andrew who did we bring there was it ann and eleanor once my sister and niece. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? You know what? You could almost stand by the bus depot. You don't even need to go to that front courtyard because you might actually be too close. Yeah, no, but I, I know because we could hear the music was, was our point in doing oh, what we had done. Um, um, and I don't remember what it was for, but it was definitely their friends or family that didn't have park tickets for that day. But wanted to see something. I was like, you know what? Let's go. Like, we'll stand. We're not going to touch into the park. You don't need park admission. We'll be able to hear it and see it. Um. The other thing that's cool that I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I think it is, the holiday props with the meet and greets that they're doing, they're going to have the characters with Christmas trees and how that character would have decorated that, like, it's their tree. Oh, that would be really cute. Super, super cool. I totally agree with you with the, the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam being behind the paywall now, I, I think is, is 
you know, obviously a, a niche in the um, negative category, so to speak. Um, and, and I love this. I'm a fan. I'm all for it. I would have liked to see maybe a parade. I, I think yeah. that might be the one thing that's missing from the event um, that they could have gone with, with whatever, different characters with their, you know, Christmas things. Um, but maybe that's something for it's the future where if this does sell well, they'll, they'll go with it. So I think that's pretty, um, pretty cool. So Andrew and I just had an off podcast <laughs> argument about <laughs> whether or not it's, some of it, whether or not it's possible. Um, I say yes, it's possible because they did all the cavalcades and they still will do like little parades. But Andrew's point is if they had a full length parade, everyone at the party would want to come see it, or at least a good chunk of the party would want to come see it. And it's just too narrow. No, they've, I mean, they had, they've had parades there before on that route. Right. But I think his point is a specialty parade as opposed to like, you know, just a Joe Schmo parade. Uh, I'm not I mean, saying I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, the like they've had the the Disney stars and motor cars parade that they had in the early 2000s right. was outstanding. I mean, I think it's doable. Plus, remember, it's it's a limited event. You run it twice. Mm. You know, I, I, I they might not that... be able to from eight thirty to twelve thirty though, Jamie. And they couldn't run it while they were loading in or dumping out a phantasmic. They could if they used the the backstage and dump people out like way in the front. Possible. Yeah. Um, so, nevertheless, um, other quick notes that I think we can go over as we wrap up. Um, similar to Tron, Light Cycle Run at Magic Kingdom, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will use a virtual queue. Um, once again, I don't have an issue with that. I, 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 don't, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd use. I mean, that takes 45 minutes to get through, so I don't even know if I would do it. But, you know, nobody's ever seen it. You don't want to pay for individual lightning lane. Um, I'd, like, get my butt in that line at, like, 1220 a.m. Be like, oh, the party ends in 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Well, you can't. (laughs) Oh, duh, virtual queue. I'm an idiot. That's probably – you know what, Jamie? That's why they're doing it. Could be. It's probably part of the reason. I would agree with that. Um, other note is that the Nightmare Before Christmas um, sing-along will be at the Hyperion, as I jumped ahead a few minutes ago, and the soiree... And it will feature Oogie Boogie, who is my only favorite part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. And the soiree at Hollywood Tower Hotel will replicate the feeling of the Tip Top Club from the ride's backstory. We have custom food, craft cocktails will be served, um, and the goal apparently is to make guests feel as if they're both in the modern day and the Twilight Zone at the same time. I love this. I, I'm super stoked. As I said, I think this is absolutely um, fantastic. And the Muppets Holiday Special will have musical performances from Mickey and Minnie, Tiana, and Belle. Um, with the latter princesses singing As Long As There's Christmas from Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, which I think is is all really cool. And I think they've done a, just a fantastic job. And Donna, I know this isn't a crystal ball episode, but I want to make a prediction. Ooh. You ready? Sure. This does so well. Easy prediction. It comes back next year with expanded dates. Of course. Little more difficult prediction. We get a villains themed party next Halloween. Yeah. I, I totally I'm actually it, it may have been a timing thing. I'm more surprised that they had a Christmas party than than the Halloween because I think that Hollywood Studios They had the fireworks so to throw in the party. That makes a difference. Uh they the hot yeah, you're right. No extra money had to be spent developing a fireworks show for the Christmas one, whereas they would have for the Halloween one. Or just do Star Wars. I mean, they have. Mm, they yeah, exist. but that's not necessarily Halloween-y. Right. I mean, but if you're just looking at a show to not develop that people like, I mean, that, that fireworks show is outstanding. But that was very, that, very good. That's my prediction. It'll do well enough that we have 
a Halloween party at Hollywood Studios next year. I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a given. Um, so we shall see. But all in all, I, I think Disney's ramping up for a nice nice holiday season. And I th- I I hope and do believe that Jollywood Jollywood would stop ads. Terrible. Um, Jollywood nights will um, do well. Hey, G, when you hear this, can you message me and say if Jamie's right or if I'm right? I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. I also don't like that they don't say Disney's. That bothers me. Why? Because Disney is the company. Like, you don't, I, I hate the universal epic universe. No, it's universal epic universe. It just drives me crazy when companies do that. Like, it's, <laughs> it shouldn't be Disney California Adventure. I mean, they're doing Disney Jollywood Nights at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yes, they are. I'm very sorry that that gets under your skin. It's, it's just, I, it's weird, but. <laughs> All right, next week. <laughs> Moving right along. Next week, Jamie and I are going to dig into some enchanting extras. I think it's a an interesting conversation to have. You know, we sort of touched on this this week that, you know, people who, who get to visit the property as much as Jamie and I do, um, we can still do things that are interesting and different and fun. And we haven't talked a whole lot about those uh, in the past. So we're going to talk about some enchanting extras next week. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.